Well, today I wanna tell you about the real Jesus. For you see, the Jesus that we serve is not in the grave, he's alive. And he's here to meet with you. When I was eight years old, I found myself in a crisis. I was at the eye doctor unexpectedly. For you see, my brother and I, we had been playing horse playing around at the house. My mom had told us, don't horse play around, but we decided to play swords with hangers. And it just so happened in that moment that the hanger scraped my eye. So as I was sitting in that eye doctor's chair, I was nervous, I was afraid, I didn't know what was coming next. So the eye doctor walks in and she examines my eye and she's very quiet, which was unexpected for her. For you see, she went to our church and she was usually very verbal, but I knew things weren't good because she was very quiet. After examining my eyes, she invited my parents out into the hallway and I knew it wasn't good for they began to speak in whispered tones. So I did what any kid would do. I tried to sneak right up to the door to listen to what they were saying and actually regretted listening to what they had to say. She told my parents, well, Raymond Sonia, it's not good. His eye is really injured and I don't know if he'll lose partial vision or all of his vision in his eye. But here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna give you some eye drops. We're gonna have you patch his eye and I just invite you to pray. So as my mom and dad walked back in, into the room, I noticed that my mom is crying. I knew that wasn't good. So she tried to calm me down. She tried to reassure me everything's gonna be all right. But I knew it wasn't. She said, we're gonna put eye drops in your eye. We're gonna patch it. And we're gonna pray. So every day they would put eye drops in my eye, they would patch it, and they would pray. And I found myself praying as well. Just crying out to Jesus, saying, Jesus, touch my eye. I wanna see. I'm an eight-year-old boy. I don't know what to expect. Six weeks later, we go back to the eye doctor and she examines my eye and it looks like structurally things are okay. But she says, we're gonna have to wait a week because we need to have his eye adjust to the sunlight once again. So I had to wear sunglasses all week. I even got to wear sunglasses to church. A week later, I go in, we're nervous. She puts up the screen and she tests my eyesight and I was 20-20 in both eyes. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I had prayed and asked Jesus for a miracle and he stepped in and he performed a miracle for me. And I'm here to tell someone, if you need a miracle, ask for your miracle because Jesus is in the house. He's here to meet with you, the real Jesus, the Jesus who rose from the dead, the Jesus who healed me in that moment is here to meet with you and to heal your heart and your life as well. So ask for your miracle. Boldly ask for your miracle. Today, I invite you to, to turn to Mark chapter 10. We're gonna learn the story of a man in the Bible by the name of Bartimaeus. He was blind, he was a beggar, but he heard that Jesus was in town and he went for broke. He decided that he was gonna reach out to Jesus and call out to Jesus in the off chance that maybe, just maybe, this Jesus that he had heard about, never seen before, would heal his eyes. I invite you, Mark chapter 10. We're gonna look at verses 46 and following. Open up your Bible, your Bible app, your Westover app. Let's look at the story of Bartimaeus. Now keep in mind in this story, just to give you a little quick context, Jesus has been ministering 
in this area for three years. He's healed people, he's cast out demons, he's seen the lame walk, he's, he's, he's healed the blind as well. And somewhere along the lines, Bartimaeus heard about Jesus. He said, maybe if that Jesus did that for them, he can do it for me. I wanna reassure you that the same Jesus that healed Bartimaeus is the same Jesus that can heal you today. Let's look at the word of God together. Verse 46, then they, which is the crowd, they came to Jericho. As Jesus and his disciples together with a large crowd were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. This is what disabled people did. They would sit by the road and they would beg to provide for themselves. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. I'm here to ask, what do you do when you hear that Jesus is in town? Do you sit quietly on the side of the road or do you stand up and do you shout? Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped, I love that. He stopped right where he was and said, call him. So they called to the blind man, cheer up on your feet. He's calling you. Pay attention to this. We're gonna come back to it. It's important here. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. Verse 51, what do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. Today I wanna challenge you to ask for your miracle. For you see Bartimaeus, he positioned himself for a miracle. And today we have the opportunity, whether you're here in the room or you're part of our online family, you can position yourself for a miracle that Jesus wants to provide for you. For you see, everything that is in his will, he wants to provide to you. And if healing is what he has in store for you, he wants to provide it to you. But we have to be willing to go to Jesus and ask him for what we really need. I want you to set your heart on asking Jesus for the miracle that you need today. I wanna share with you three steps to qualify for a miracle. There's some things that we can do, some things that we can learn from the life of Bartimaeus to qualify ourselves for a miracle. Number one, be persistent. Say it with me, be persistent. Persistence makes a difference. I read a quote this week that said this, water will cut through rock, not because of its power, but because of persistence. Persistence makes a difference. Persistence is defined as this, a willingness to keep going even when it's hard and others are encouraging you to stop. Bartimaeus was willing to be persistent. Now get, get the scene here. Bartimaeus is sitting by the road. For sure he had been sitting there a long time. That was his usual spot. He would sit there every day just asking for money. And people over time, they, they began to ignore him and see him as an outsider. For you see, people who were disabled and they had to beg, they didn't beg inside the city limits, they had to beg on the highways and byways. They were outcasts, they were pushed away. But when Bartimaeus heard that Jesus was coming, he said, maybe, just maybe, this is the Jesus that will heal me. He was willing to be persistent. He was willing to push forward. He knew he had one shot. He, saw that Je he heard that Jesus was leaving town and he knew, I have to shoot my shot. 
I want you to know that Jesus is here, and I don't want you miss your moment to shoot your shot and ask Jesus for what you're praying for, whether it's reconciliation in your family, or maybe it's a physical healing, or maybe it's just peace in your mind and in your heart. Maybe it's reassurance about a job that has yet to come in. Whatever it is, be willing to ask for your miracle. Be willing to position yourself for your miracle. Be willing to be persistent, for you see, Bartimaeus didn't just ask once for mercy, he asked twice for mercy. Look at what it says in verse 46 and following. As Jesus was leaving the city, Bartimaeus heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth. The original language says this, Jesus the Nazarene, and began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him, but he shouted all, all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. That's when Jesus stopped and said, call him. I love what he does here. Jesus co-ops the voices of his haters and his naysayers, and he told them, I need you to tell him to come to me. I wanna encourage you, if you have people negative in your life who are criticizing you and who are frustrating you, I believe in some cases God's gonna use those same voices, he's gonna redeem those voices, and he's gonna use those voices to call you into the purpose that God has for you. This is what Jesus does. He takes the negative and he turns it into positive. What the enemy meant for evil, God can turn it into good. And I wanna reassure you that Jesus is in the house. I've been praying for this service. I've been praying, believing that there's a miracle in the house because the miracle maker is here. And anytime we come to him and say, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He shows up. This is what he does. They rebuked him, but he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus said, come to me. I was thinking about this week. A couple years ago, my wife and I, we went to a Spurs game. And during halftime, the coyote had the gun, the, the gun with the shirts shooting them out into the crowd. So I stood up. And there were hundreds of other people around me and we were going, hey, 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 over here, trying to get the coyote's attention. And my wife was pulling on my shirt. She's like, sit down, sit down. People will see you. I said, babe, there's no one here that knows me. Look, look around, there's no one here who knows me. So I kept shouting even more, over here, over here, over here. And then the coyote shoots in my direction. And there goes the shirt. I reach for it, I touch it. It slips through my hand and some other guy gets it. I went for it. I shouted loud. I began to think about this, how some of us, we cheer louder at a sporting event than we do at church. We shout louder for our team when we fail to realize that the Jesus that we need is in the house. And this is what Bartimaeus does. He sits by the road asking for alms, asking for money, but when he hears that Jesus is in the house, he's willing to stand up and shout and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He didn't ask Jesus for money. He asked Jesus for mercy. Somehow, someway, this blind man had more insight than the people around him. He could see things that other people couldn't. And I think maybe that what happened was is he would sit in the synagogue every week in the back, probably, away from everyone else, and he'd hear, he'd hear one of the rabbis stand up and read from the book of Isaiah. And somewhere along the line, he may have heard that passage in the book of Isaiah that said that there would come a branch which is the word Natser, which is the same word for Nazarene, that there would come a branch from the stump of Jesse. Who's Jesse? 
Jesse is the father of King David, that there would come a branch and that he would come and bring healing and wholeness, bring freedom to the people. And somewhere along the line, he heard that passage, I believe, and he knew that when he heard that Jesus the Nazarite, the, Nazar- the one from Nazareth was coming, that it could be the same Jesus, the son of David. For you see, son of David isn't just a casual term, it's actually a, a messianic term. It's, it's a term that reveals that there would come someone who would save people, who would be the savior of the world and the savior of the people. And so he calls Jesus son of David. For you see, in about a 15 mile radius was the city where Lazarus was raised from the dead. And I think he said to himself, maybe he heard the story of Lazarus and he said, if Jesus can raise someone from the dead who's been dead for four days, maybe he can heal my eyes. And the same Jesus that raised Lazarus from the dead, the same Jesus that healed Bartimaeus is the same alive Jesus that can heal you as well. We need to be bold. We need to ask Jesus to help, help us. For you see, Jesus responds when we cry for help. Some of us, we feel like Jesus is passing us by. And I think that's what Bartimaeus thought. He, he heard that Jesus was coming. And then he heard that Jesus was going. And so he says, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And right before Jesus is leaving, he says, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He cried out for help. That's when Jesus stopped. If you feel like Jesus is about to pass you by, I want to reassure you that he's not ignoring you. In fact, what he's wanting to do is he's wanting to stir up persistence and desperation in you. For you see, when we ask Jesus for help, when we just suggest to Jesus that we want help, he'll just keep going. But when we cry out to him from our hearts, from the depths of our soul, saying, Jesus, you're the only one that can make a difference in this moment. You're the only one that can provide healing. You're the only one that can provide restoration. He will respond. That's the Jesus that we serve. That's the Jesus that lives. That's the real Jesus. And that's who Bartimaeus called out to. He was willing to reach desperately for Jesus, and Jesus responded. Jesus restored to Bartimaeus the dignity that had been stolen from him. See, Jesus always gives us what we need. I read here about how Jesus calls Bartimaeus. He tells Bartimaeus, come to me. And when I first read this, I thought, man, Jesus, that's kind of cold. Like Bartimaeus is a blind guy and you're calling to him and asking him to come to you. What's that all about? But then I read this week about how parents with children who are blind They're told that when their children start learning to walk, they're supposed to sit or stand a close distance away and they're supposed to call out to them. Yes, they'll bump their head, yes, they'll struggle, but what they'll learn is they'll learn how to navigate and move through life. When Jesus was calling out to Bartimaeus, he was giving him the respect and dignity that everyone else around him had refused to offer to him. In calling out to him, he did what only his parents would do. Everybody else just said, Bartimaeus, be quiet. He called out to him and he said, come to me. And Bartimaeus was willing to go to Jesus. Jesus will always give back to you what the enemy, the world, and negative people from your past have stolen from you. He'll give you namely dignity and respect. And if you're willing to adopt his life as your own and let him be the Lord of your life, he'll give you a brand new identity. He'll give you a hope and a future that people in your past have 
kept away from you. And I just say, lean into Jesus. Ask him for help. Be persistent. Be willing to reach out to him. And if you do, you'll discover that he's better than you think. The second step to qualify for a miracle is lose the labels that limit you. See, labels are negative words that people speak over us. They're statements that people prophesy over us. They use their voice instead of to lift us up, to tear us down. And Bartimaeus had a lot of labels. He had labels like blind, beggar, outcast. These were the labels he was carrying. Look at verse 47 and following. As Jesus and his disciples were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. Jesus called out to him. Bartimaeus responds by throwing his cloak aside, jumping to his feet and coming to Jesus. Him being a blind beggar was, was difficult. It made his life challenging. But what I notice about the passage is that they don't even say his name. No one in the crowd says his name. You see, his name is Bartimaeus, but in the Hebrew, Bar means son. All his name was to the people was son of Timaeus. Let me give you an example. My name would be Jonathan Bar Raymond because my dad's name is Raymond. My son Aiden's name would be Aiden Bar Jonathan because he's my son. Bartimaeus had a bunch of labels, but no identity. Everybody saw him as the lowest and the least. But because Bartimaeus was willing to ask for mercy and acknowledge Jesus as the Messiah, he stopped and gave him dignity and worth. And he didn't say, tell, tell that person to come. He says, call him. He gave him value. He gave him identity. He was willing to give him back what everyone else had stolen from him. What strikes me about this story and about him, about him being Bartimaeus, is that this blind man knew the value of a name. This is, I think, one of the reasons why he calls Jesus, Jesus, son of David, because he was someone who was never called by his name, but he knew that there was power in a name. He knew that there was power in a name for him because he didn't have any power, but he knew that if he could call on the one who had all power and say his name in the name of Jesus, that there would be the possibility of a miracle for him. And all we need to do is call on the most powerful name, the name of Jesus, and he can cause a miracle to happen. He, a nameless man, knew the power of a name. But he still had the labels he was carrying. Some of you are carrying labels today. And God is inviting you to let go of the labels that are limiting you. Let go of the labels that are limiting you from moving forward. For you see, labels are great for clothing, but not for people. And to illustrate this, I'm gonna invite Pastor David to come on out. Bartimaeus had a label on him that said blind beggar. For you see in those times, the way that people were identified by where the, was by the clothes that they wore, the priest would have a specific outfit that signified that he was the priest. Rabbis had specific clothing and you would know that he's a rabbi based on how he was dressed. And some scholars seem to believe that Bartimaeus was wearing a cloak that told everyone that he was a blind beggar. For you see, in those times, some scholars believe that the cloak that blind people wore was issued to them by the government. They actually had to have permission from the government to beg for them to have their livelihood. So there was a coat that not only protected him from the elements, protected him from the wind, it was also that same cloak that he would lay 
down on the floor and people would put their alms, they would give their money, just like a street guitarist puts open his case and people drop money in, it's the same thing. But you see, the thing that defined him was also the thing that confined him. Don't let the things that have defined you in your past be the thing that confines you. Don't let the negative words or the things that people have prophesied over you that you're dumb, that you're stupid, that you'll never amount to anything, that maybe you're a divorcee, maybe you're unmarried, maybe that you're unemployed, whatever label people have put on you, be willing to let those things go to Jesus. And this is what Bartimaeus does. He's willing to throw down his cloak at the feet of Jesus. He's willing to go for broke. For you see, the coat gave him the opportunity to make money, but he's willing to throw his cloak aside and say, I don't know where my next paycheck is gonna come. I don't know where my provision's gonna come but I've got to let go of the thing that is confining me because if I stay a beggar, I can't qualify myself for the thing that Jesus has for me. And he was willing to let go for you see, the things that help us in one season can hurt us in another. The things that protected us in one season can poison us in another. We all must be willing to take the coat and the cloak that people have put upon us and we must be willing to lay it at the feet of Jesus. I believe he put it at the feet of Jesus and then he walked over it because he knew he had to get to Jesus. He threw his cloak aside. He jumped to his feet and he came to Jesus. Let go of everything that holds you back. Every negative word, every negative and unhealthy relationship, every addictive pattern, every negative thought pattern, whatever it is, be willing to leave it at the feet of Jesus. If you're willing to lay it at his feet, you'll discover that you can qualify for a miracle. We must leave some things behind in order to move forward. The writer of Hebrews says this in, in Hebrews 12, it says this, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance. One would say persistence. The race marked out for us fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. And this is exactly what Bartimaeus does. He's blind physically, but his spiritual vision is crystal clear. He knows, he knows that the man Jesus is the savior and the healer. You may be in between of letting go of the labels and your past life, but you've yet to have your miracle. I just wanna encourage you, keep walking. Keep walking to Jesus. Keep walking to Jesus. If he's calling you, keep walking. Be persistent, get up close and personal. Be willing to talk to him. Let him talk to you. This is what Bartimaeus does, he gets close. And then he was willing to boldly ask for what he needed. The third step to qualify for a miracle is to boldly ask for what you need. Say boldly. Boldly ask for what you need. The future belongs to the bold and the brave. And this is what Bartimaeus does. He's walking blindly, and don't worry, I'm not gonna walk off the stage. He walks blindly, listening to the voice of Jesus. One of the things that blind people do when they meet someone new is they touch their face. 
I can't help but wonder if, if Bartimaeus walked up to Jesus and touched the face of his maker. And Jesus asked him, look what it says. What do you want me to do for you? He said, Rabbi, I want to see. It was in that moment, Jesus said, go, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight. I think Jesus said, you can go back to your town. But he said, no, no, no. I'm gonna follow this Jesus. I'm gonna follow this Jesus because there's more future in Jesus than in your past. He's willing to follow Jesus. Jesus is asking the same question to us. What do you want me to do for you? For you see, at the very beginning, Bartimaeus doesn't ask for money, he asks for mercy. But then when he touches the face of Jesus, which I believe he did, he asks for a miracle. And he just didn't call him rabbi. In fact, the NIV translated, translated rabbi, he actually says rabboni. A rabbi was a teacher. Rabboni makes it personal. And what Bartimaeus was saying, Jesus, you're not only my teacher, you're my Lord, you're my leader. When he said Rabboni, he was coming to Jesus saying, Jesus, you're my everything. You see, Jesus was, just wasn't a teacher to Bartimaeus, he was his hope and his future. And he was willing to cry out to Jesus and Jesus shows up for him. He was willing to call him, Bartimaeus was willing to call him son of David, the Messiah, but then he said, you're my Lord. I wanna encourage you, have bold faith because bold faith qualifies us for healing. Bold faith is what qualifies us for healing. Blind, bold faith like Bartimaeus is what qualifies us for healing. He's willing to go for broke to reach Jesus. And Jesus is speaking to you today. He's telling you, I'm here. Come to me. In just a moment, we're gonna have our worship team come up. 